Midnight Fight Express has everything needed to be a fun beat-em-up with quick jump-in and jump-out gameplay moments. It even has a banging soundtrack to go along with the gameplay itself. It's kind of like the Batman Arkham series had a baby with the Ninja Turtles. Which Ninja Turtle really doesn't matter, but regardless, your father's artistically flawed brother is the one who is mostly raising you. More on that later. I think that would probably be my headline if I was working for IGN back in the day. Albeit, I'll admit that's probably a bit too wordy. Anyways, why don't you rock out to some banging beats of my own here for a moment, and I'll see you on the other side. Let's talk about my time with Midnight Fight Express. Well, hello there. Thank you for sticking around past the intro. Man, do I love that music still. Anyways, for starters, welcome back to Gamer Pass. If this is your first time listening to this series, the concept's pretty predictable. I take a game from the Xbox Game Pass library, I play on a Series S for the record, and then play for an hour or two and decide whether I will continue playing or move on to something else. There is a catch, however. My brother, co-host of this podcast, gives me some sort of criteria my selection has to achieve. For this episode, my brother wanted me to play a game in the just added category under the Game Pass. <laughs> game Pass. I don't know why I always want to say the Game Pass. As of this recording, Midnight Fight Express was sitting there waiting to be downloaded. Game Pass being a thing puts reviewers in a strange spot nowadays. Games once needed to be graded on a scale of 1 to 10 with gameplay, story, sound design, and graphics being the key factors in making up that artificial number. But what if a game is just kind of fun, but lacks so many of the core concepts that make someone recommend a game? Let's get the setup out of the way and get back to this. This game starts with our character, whose name is Babyface, is being interrogated by Agent Smithman. Yes, you heard that right, Agent Smithman is interrogating Babyface. Now, I'm not sure if it's Smithman or Smithmen, both of which are just absurd. Smithman is a law enforcement agent. Our character is in a chair, handcuffed, basically naked. We as the player have absolutely no idea what's going on, but we are about to realize the game is going to take place through a series of flashbacks from this interrogation point. And just like that, a flashback sequence ensues, and we are now in our apartment, and a drone activates telling us we have been targeted by our former ruthless employer. And no, we have literally no idea who's operating the drone that's telling us this. What proceeds are very short but compact levels where you quickly unlock all of your base movesets and actions. You then bash your way through maps, pummeling enemies to achieve higher and higher scores to unlock more skills and cosmetic goodies. Of course, all the while jamming out to some adrenaline pumping music. I'm not sure how many more adjectives I'll use for the music here. It's not gonna win any awards, but it does make you wanna do some push-ups and punch a few civilians walking through your neighborhood. I mean, really, if you think about it, the fact that that's what I'm wanting to do, the music's doing exactly what it should be doing in this type of game, so bravo for the music selection here. But getting back to the gameplay loop. Well, actually, that's the game. In my little over two hours playing this one, that's literally what it comes down to. The story really has done little to pull me in at this point. And there's also, I guess, a playground mode, if we want to talk about that, literally called playground, where you can test out new weapons and such that you have unlocked in levels. But the question really is, is the gameplay good enough to justify this loop? For my money, no. 
But that's the thing, my money is set aside for the monthly subscription service this whole series of episodes is based on. So what do we say here? Perhaps time is the better correlation to judge a game by now. Is it worth your time? Or just merely a wastebasket? I think if you're someone who plays games in small bursts of time, just to disconnect from this godforsaken reality we're all living in, this game might be right up your alley. Let me try and explain. Trying to use the multitude of different weapons to deal more damage to stronger enemies, and then picking up objects and throwing them at other enemies to keep them away, when done right, does feel like an old-time TV show fight scene. Especially since the throwing objects mechanic is automated, and you do not have to think about aiming it up and throwing yourself. It's actually pretty clever, especially when put in combination with the attacks and movements this game is based around. Though, I found the countering and dodging systems to be a bit delayed. It's hard to see in video, but it's a feel thing. A lot of the times it feels like I am pushing buttons and watching the action happen, instead of it just playing out. It's by no means a big delay. Actually, come to think of it, I'm not even sure I would call it a delay. It's just a weird rhythm issue to the fighting. Whatever it is, it's something. And it bugged me. The controls just in general seem to be a touch too slow for my liking. Though early on, I do not think you will notice this as you are pummeling enemies to an often grotesque end. Let me give you an example. So quite a few different times, my character would elbow an enemy in the head only to see their entire freaking head explode. It is really, really random. But it's things like this that distract you from some of the gameplay shortcomings. Though, even in my short time with this one, I am complaining about it now. So yes, these distractions seem to be wearing off. On the upside, I do like seeing all the bonuses you can achieve by stringing together attacks, combos, plus using multiple different weapons. You even gain more points for not getting hit yourself, which is something I struggle with. And speaking of something I struggle with, you also get more bonus points for completing the level as fast as possible. Which, if you've been paying attention to this podcast as a whole, you know that's just not my forte. I suck at beating games even on time, let alone fast. So in my book, I look at this as a negative, but I'm aware that this style of game, this is what people like to see. I just hate being rushed. I like to take my time and enjoy the moments. So let's just call this one a wash. All of this contributes to ramping up that score. And of course, there's a leaderboard attached, so you and your buds can try and outdo one another with scores being attributed to individual levels. Upgrading your fighter with a small skill tree that has bonuses to grappling, finishers, countering, and more only makes you want to replay to gain an even higher score. Though for me personally, this keeps me from wanting to replay too much early on anyways, because I know I will never be able to achieve a high score that my in-game character will eventually be able to achieve, so the strive to beat the game should probably come first. While in the process of beating the game, the amount of unlocks and upgrades seems to be enough to keep your average player busy. Speaking of busy, the mission objectives, only revealed after a level is completed, is an interesting idea. I wasn't sure if I liked this at first, but the more I've thought about it, the more it makes sense. This is a pretty creative way to get people to want to replay a level without forcing them. Especially when some of the objectives are just getting to a certain point in a certain amount of time. Or just not dying. Which is something I'm always terrible at avoiding. You actually do want to hit some of those bonus points, climbing you up higher and higher in the leaderboards. It's even a clever way of getting you to think about the level you just played and where you could have achieved some of these bonus objectives. Plus, because every game needs a collectible that you have to find within a level, 
you gotta collect golden teeth. So, there's that. Really, when you think about it, this is a promising little bundle that I can see targeting the hardcore gamers who want to dominate the leaderboards. I mean, seriously, putting leaderboards into your game is just asking for a very small segment of your game's population to become hyper-obsessed with breaking your game in any way possible. So just make sure you have enough for them to do, or that small minority of people will become very vocally loud on social media. We all know what this looks like. We don't need to talk about this anymore. Now, in the intro I dropped the line, your father's artistically flawed brother is the one who is mostly raising you. I know, you were wondering what the heck that was about. Before I dive into it, I do just want to say, I, from what I can tell, this game was developed by one individual, and that individual is clearly infinitely more talented than myself, but the art style and direction here is just sort of plain, maybe even a bit boring. I can commend the enemy variety, but outside of that, nothing really pops at any point. I was hoping to see a good color palette to help draw my attention to certain parts of the map or even enemies, but there's none of that here in the first few hours. But then again, when you were beating up so many enemies, perhaps that was a calculated decision? I guess just after seeing some of the gameplay trailers and stuff for this, I was hoping to be more wowed at what I was seeing on screen, when in reality there's just kind of a lot of staleness, which was disappointing and unfortunate. I should also probably drop one last little piece of info for you, as this could also be swaying my opinions lightly. As of September 1st, 2022, I encountered an error with the game which has barred me from progressing the rest of level 3. That's the train level. If you are watching the YouTube version of this episode, you are looking at it right now. The button prompt to jump from one train to another gets, I guess it's whited out, and does not allow me to progress. I have reloaded my save and even went a few saves back, all to hit this moment and to no avail. I just can't get my character to jump past this train section. I even went so far as to uninstall and reinstall, with no luck. I assumed deleting my save file and starting over on a fresh, clean slate would do the trick. I mean, I'm not that far in, but if I'm being honest, I'm not enjoying my playthrough enough to go through all that again. So I guess that probably is the answer. As this series premise goes, I'm gonna pass this one right back into the library. And honestly, I'm feeling great I didn't have to drop some of my own money to find out I didn't like this game. Game Pass really does change what we can freely recommend to one another. Removing the financial barrier of dropping a certain amount for a single experience. Single experience being the key word here. I know times are tough, and it's not always easy to justify spending a monthly subscription on services such as this. But it's just yet another option in the expanding video game universe we are all constantly adapting to. What Game Pass does is allow us to try games like this one. A game I probably would have never shelled out cash for. Yes, I didn't end up enjoying it, but a quick press of a button and it's uninstalled. Gone from my system, only to be replaced by the next entry in this series. What game is that? Well, you'll find out soon enough. <laughs>